Episode 12. Is this 12? I hope it's 12. And we have our special co-host for today, DJ Priority. Please talk to the people. Fuck this kid. So. Alright. Now this is this is sports, but you know Priority uh spoke his words. Mac Amazing, he's in the building with us. And King Jones, you are here. Glad to have you yep. aboard. Everyone say yes, what's up. Alright, cool. Yes, now, what's going on, people? Glad everyone's here live and kicking. Now, the first topic on the board, I'm going to be very honest with you. This is a good one for me. Jalil Okafor is on the trading block to the Nets. Yeah, that's right there. Yes, to the that, Nets. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good move for the Nets. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Because yep. Jalil wasn't getting no playing time. He lost his playing time to Joel Embiid. So, he's going to get more playing time now in the Nets. We can actually see if he's going to be a good player or not. We really couldn't see it in Philly. But we, he was there for one year, right? Yeah, about a year. No, he was there for four MB. For year and a half. It was a, it was a, a year before MB. Yeah, yeah. yeah one, but he he got hurt, and then when he came back, no, he off came of a injury, year after MB because MB was there. They drafted him hurt. That's the, that's yeah, the part. They, oh yeah, they did. He yeah, they play, drafted him. He didn't play hurt. his first two like two and a half. Mm. Yeah, it's the fact that yeah. he came back off injury, excelled at the rate that he did, and he just became an afterthought. And that's why we're like, yeah, we're, how long he's been? He's only been there like a year. That's what I thought. He'd been there. Oh, but see, the thing is, but now, if, we, if we're talking sports, I'm about to go in. I'm about to dig in y'all ass right now. Pause. It's the fact that Jaleel Okafor is a, is a dying breed of big man. There's, there's no need for him in the NBA right now. He's slow. He's awkward. He, he's not really like let's really let's 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 really talk about it. And he's a young man. That's what makes it even crazy. He's seven foot and he just lo- he looks so sluggish up and down the court. He's almost like like I don't wait. I forgot the center who he reminds me of. Man, he reminds me of Shaq on Boston. He oh, was barely Shaq, he wait old barely Shaq. getting up and down the court barely like and that but that's how he hurt. looks to me now. And and hurt. it's like hurt. I don't I don't know if but he hurt. did get hurt though. Nah, he, he got hurt. He got it's hurt. It's kind of like if you if you guys seen Miles Turner on the Pacers, it's kind of like that. Miles Turner doesn't like, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't give me that like you know he doesn't move that fluid to me like any given move. That, are you saying that type of big man is, is should be non-existent in the NBA right now? I'm not gonna say non-existent, but you look at some of the more polished big men in the position, and they're just they can't even find a, a, a career right now. The Andrew Bogut of the world, he he won a championship. He was a vital part of a championship team. He's an afterthought now on the Lakers. Like Brooke Lopez, he's an afterthought on the Lakers. Uh, you know, they he was all working though. They all got years in. This Joel, this dude, only two three years. No, you absolutely. The new era, the new era, big man, is done. Is that is that what you're saying? Like the new era, like the the 23, 24 year olds that come seven feet that can only post up 
and, and, and dunk or post up and do a little hook or something in the paint? Is that ever done? Yeah, they're, they're finished. They've been. Yeah, that's finished. That's that's been finished for the last couple years. Wait, that's that's been finished, and Joel Embiid proves to that because he has the build. Well, and it's and it's definitely harder for him to even like you know try to shine because when you have Joel Embiid there, your same build, almost seven foot, about you know he's a little bit more muscular. But the fact is, is that Joel Embiid is more versatile with his game. He's shooting threes. He got sky hooks. He got dream shakes. He's under the rim. He's blocking shots. He's like you know he got putbacks. His his game. He's like. He's like a full army knife out there, and you see Jaleel running Okafor. the floor. Right, he running the floor. Wait, but you see, but he like runs the floor as a big man. But something as small as that. But now look, here's me playing devil's advocate. Jaleel, oh, I mean, um, Joel Embiid. The same thing, like I said about Kristaps Porzingis. The same thing I said about um, what you call again, um, Yao Ming. These big men get us really worried because they're too big. Hello. Yeah. But but um, Kristoff. He multi-faceted. He not he not a real big. He a big man because his height, but he not a real big man. Well, wait, no, he wait. That's the thing though. I'm judging him strictly off his height, his skill, and his, all that is beautiful. But when you look at his height, he's anyone. He's a legit seven three. Like you know, no, anyone. Tall. Like you know, no, like, yeah. like he's legit seven three. Joel Embiid is a legit seven one, seven two. Um, what was this other guy's name? Legit seven. Like, and they all played with injuries. That's the one thing concurrent with all these big men over seven foot. Joel Embiid didn't play the first two years. Why? Because he's injured. Um, Porzingis the last two years, ankle, heel, elbow. Like, you know, like as a Knicks fan, I'm looking at that because the one thing I'll say about Carmelo, the last two years of his freaking um, in, in New York, the, the draining of the knee, like we, we paid attention. But for the full, in, you know, five years, you wasn't hearing no elbow, elbow dings, eel, like heel dings. Like, you know, probably small things, but not like, the thing with Porzingis is concurrent. This is like three months and I'm still hearing about his heel. Three months and I'm still hearing about his elbow. You can't heal it in, in the season. You heal that in the off season, like a hundred percent. It's always gonna hurt. He playing eighty two games, like no, absolutely. But you know, it's the it's the heel injuries that get me worried. Think about Yao Ming. Yao Ming went out because of a toe. I always bring that up because, like, just think about it. I still couldn't even fathom to that point until I look at it. when you're that big, a toe, your toe will freaking take you out. You're same set, thing, like same thing with Shaq. Toe, yeah. Wait, and Shaq was a legit 7'2", 7'1". So it's 300 plus, 350, 340. Yeah, so he, he, had, he, had a lot of, he had a lot of weight to carry. So, you know, he, he put a lot of more restraints on himself, you know. That's where he should have listened to Kobe and been in the gym more. <laughs> but, hey, yo, hey, yo Piff, <laughs> bro, it doesn't matter how, how what height you at. That's a real serious injury. That's part of your... Your way of walking, your way of running. Yeah, but that's no, something serious, man. See, but my whole focus is is that when you're that big, injuries like that tend to be a lot more worrisome than someone who's probably like an average six four or below. That's that's really it. I'm not trying to make it bigger than what I what what it, what it is. It's just that when you look at people that height, they all plague with injuries. Everyone's seven foot. Just look at them. They 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 have some type of injury attached to them. Like yeah. legit seven foot, and don't say Dirk. Dirk is not like Dirk is like six eleven, man. Like, that's damn near seven foot. Dirk, damn Dirk is seven foot. KG seven two. He he have injuries earlier. Bro, KG had foot injuries, man. Like let's talk about it. Early OKC, out? he sat out damn near like a full two seasons in OKC because of foot injuries. Yeah, he did, and he and he had to get surgery on his knee. 
Like, wait. KD ain't... KD, bro. No, no, no. I ain't say KD. KG. You talking about Kevin Garnett? Oh, KG. KG had knee injuries, too. No, KG had injuries close to the end of his career, bro. Career. Not the whole Timberwolves. Not the early Boston. He was good. He was good for the most part, but yeah, I'll give him that. But he was in, he was like what seven one, like, yeah, come on. seven. It's over seven foot, bro. But like, <laughs> like, but the thing is, that's with sneakers on, man. Like they're not. He's not oh a legit God. seven. <laughs> Wait, that makes oh a God. different. Wait, Kemba Walker is seven is six foot. You dancing Bruh. right now, bro? Kemba Walker is damn sure no no six foot. Like, let's stop it, man. It, it it it's just the simple fact of the matter is that when you look at people legit seven three. Like that's what sneakers are. Sneakers on your seventh. You feel me? It just makes it even bigger. Pause. It's just that, like, that's how I'm viewing it as far as the, with these type of athletes. When you're that tall, it's like your injuries are gonna freaking add up, man. So should, oh yeah, they do. They definitely do. Draft, should you still draft guys that big? Should you? I, I I I I I say yes because the upside in some instances could be as good as the risk. But then in most cases, is that. I we really got to see on the longevity of their career, like KD. We got to see him balance it out a little bit better. That's honestly, I think KD did what's best for his career, not as far as him winning a ring, but as far as longevity playing ball. I think going to the Warriors just put like an extra five years on him. You know, co-sign that. Huh? Co-sign that move. The move. Well, the move. You know, as far as it it, is. It's done now. He two years in, but as far as like it's saying, is it, was it a good move for him? Yeah, because now it look he just got an extra five years playing basketball. Absolutely, probably even seven. Mm. Just think about it, like mm. the way they share the ball, take the load off of each other. Like right now, Steph Curry is out. He could probably be out till playoff time, and they won't miss him. But sure. he's like, still putting the numbers up. He's See, still putting Absolutely. 28, 27, and, and 10 or whatever. Absolutely. But then look at, say, what, if he was to go out and say Curry was in, they was, they still if him and Curry was to both go out, they still won't miss him. They still got Clay, Dre. Um, would you feel they still got pieces they can move around and really get interesting? So, no, no, nice. They, they're a nice squad. Like, they're the nicest squad overall, I think. But, you know, I'm and, always going to look. Maybe a little sideways for that move. <laughs> no, absolutely. But you know, so I, I got this one on the slate. We got Derrick Rose returning to the Cavs. Nah, it's a wrap for him. He just got he I think he got a heel joint. Actually. <laughs> he's he's returning for financial stability. He's not gonna be playing like that. No, nah, I think he really just to get re injured. Um yeah, he got a bone spur in his left ankle. It's a wrap. Are you serious? Yeah. He might need surgery. It's a, it's a wrap. He does need surgery. Wait, and this just, recently just happened. This happened today. He got a bone spur. Like, they, they figured out he had a bone spur. I'm done. That's probably why he took that time off, because he knew he was hurt and was like, damn, like, it may be a wrap for me. I'm not even 30 yet. I was the greatest point guard when I came through. That shit hit yeah. you. That's crazy. Got, he got a return for financial uh, stability. And that says bro. he doesn't give a f about his eighty million Adidas con. Yo, this might really be real with him, bro. This is. Yo, it, and we, was talk, we, talk, we, we spoke we about, about it on this. the last. Just, 
It's like I said yeah. this is like, yo, Derrick Rose, they said he had a great season last year when he played for the New York Knicks. And I was like, that was a great season for him coming off of injuries. Because when we look at Derrick Rose on the Bulls, when he was explosive prior to the injuries, this was a different type of basketball he was playing. He was a different type of player. I'm sorry if I'm putting so much passion right now, but to see him come back after all this time off and to go right back out and possibly need surgery – I'm not wait. I, I I'm not Derrick Rose, but that's putting a toll on me. Say you're you a fan of him. We all fans of him. Yeah. No, ab- so, no absolutely. So, uh, but I'm saying it like as far as like yo, like the hardcore, like the little kids, like yo, growing up, like I'm looking at it from that point. Like say LeBron, say like. <clears throat> Say hypothetically, we have like young children that watch basketball and their favorite player is LeBron and he's always down and hurt. That's not a good look for basketball or the kids. You feel me? Because your favorite player is always injured. That like imagine like in Chicago, how do you rebuild that around the fan base? You they were all in on him. All in. Like Yeah. Like, you and know, they let him go and then it was like mm. they let him go right. at the right time. They, they was upset. Yeah, they was upset that they let him go, but it was the right time. But like, like we talked, like we said, we talked about it in the last pod. It was, it's more his health now, so you can't even get mad at him. Like, like you said, surgery puts strain on anybody. I went through surgeries. I thought I wasn't going to handle a whole lot of shit because the surgery. I don't have time to go through it. It's too much stress on your brain and, and too much rehab that you want. Like, you don't want to do that. You just want to live your life. And you can't do that because you got surgery, you got rehab, you got to take this time out, you got to sit and relax. You can't do what you love. So now it's more so if his livelihood is already in jeopardy. He he need to call it quits because it's just, you know, you can't afford to fuck up your life now. You got seeds, you got other shit you got to do. You got, you, got, you got kids you got to take care of, you got a family you got to look after, you got to worry about that rather than trying to sit here, look, I need to come back and play ball because my fans... Either the fans are gonna understand with it and they're gonna ride with you, or the fans are just gonna be, I mean, pushovers and oh, he's he's soft, he's he's a nah. Real nah. fans will sit there and let them know like, all right, well, it's your livelihood at stake. We seen the injuries. You tore both your ACLs. You had to get surgery for them. You came back. You had a decent season, and then now this season you was playing good, and then you hurt your ankle, and that turned into having a bone spurt. Now you you gotta sit here and get more surgery. So it's nah, it's, it's your livelihood is more important. Just take this time, do what you got to do, and call it quits on basketball if that's what you got to do. Look, the most the most disappointing um, injury dude I've ever seen is um, Jason Williams. Um, yeah, wow. Chicago, yeah. another star. Yeah, he had the the bicycle, the motorcycle accident. Like he was coming out of Duke hot, like on fire. Mm-hmm. Lost that shit. I, now you I, I I remember that shit, man. That was, was crazy, crazy, man. That was that was like early nineties. Early? Nah, it was no early nineties. <laughs> was it that long? Nah. Early nineties. With the motorcycle accident? Yeah, that was that was, that was early nineties. He was after he was after Shaq and Kobe. That was like two thousands. Was it? Kobe's 97, 96. JC Williams wasn't playing when Kobe was in high school, was he? We don't we fact talk about, check. Uh, we don't fact check like we that. We talk about so the white know. boy Jason Williams. White uh, boy Jason Williams. No, no, no. Not white chocolate. 
not white chocolate. It was a oh. like he was a starter for Duke after. See, that's the after the Grant Hill era. He was there. You so you can't... might be oh, right. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. okay. No, no, you might be right. I I might have my error because I'm not gonna hold you. There was a few Jason Williams across time. Yeah, it was a couple. It was, it was and, a... and 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 the and the funny shit is they all got into some shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, <laughs> they that, all have something fuck up. Wait, that, I, I, it's only funny when you go back and look at it. Like which one? <laughs> but yeah, Yo, KD and Boogie Cousins beef, man. We we was talking no, that we was talking that the it's, other day, man. I don't. I think KD it's more just KD. trying to show his wings. Yeah, I it's, think. it's KD so trying KD. to show his wings. Like that's it. Like I'm. I'm he, he get, matter of fact, I ain't even gonna say it. it's, it's more so he getting accustomed to that that West Coast life. Like, you you get a little you get a little edgy living on the West Coast. I mean, nah, so you not, know where you at sometimes. So so like, you, uh, he was about. You think he was really about that life with Boogie? Nah, nah Boogie was gonna slam the sh- Bo- Boogie nah. was gonna slam the shit out that nigga regardless. I, I put it like <laughs> this: they would have never got to that. They would have never got to that point. But it's the simple fact of the matter that they even exchanged words that they even made people assume that. Now, when you think about as far as KD and this all this ejections, I'm gonna be straight. It's just him just trying to. It's like coming into age, man. Like I, th- I feel like he's out there. I, you know, it's just I'm seeing we're seeing the parts of KD that we didn't see in OKC. One we're seeing. No, 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 no. See, we've seen this just not as much. KD has always been that baby face assassin in OKC. That's what it was. He don't have to be that now. Now he could just be the assassin that he want to be. So he's not gonna show the baby face. Oh well, you know I got a I got a great city because Oakland is a great city, but they're a grimy city. They they some gritty, hard. All right, let's let's get in each other face city. So now it's just more so he's gonna be the assassin that he was in OKC, and he's just gonna show the toughness, like. He's still gonna yeah. be a punk, but he's just trying to show the toughness because the city that he's in now. Okay, yeah, see the soft city, man. I'm on uh, my Facebook the other day. I was saying KD trying to be like uh, Hollywood Hogan now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. He's trying to turn up. We're all black. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> Listen, man. That's because that's 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 what it was. Like the city he feel like he feel like the city that he he helped put on the mat, traded on him. He ain't got no reason else to sit here and be Mr. Nice Guy no more. Fuck it. I'm going to just sit here and I'm going to be who I truly am. Like, I feel, he, like, nah, a lot of, a I feel like a lot of that is in there too. Like him just wanting to be him, no more Mr. Nice Guy. But for the most part, I, I just feel like it's just KD just trying to come in the age like, yo, it ain't no more no more little kid. You feel me? Like I ain't, I'm not yeah. mad at it, but for the most part, I don't think it's anything more than that. I don't think he it's, meant that. I don't. There's no him, more baby face. That's all. Me? No more baby face. I'm... But the one that I do want to touch on right now is my man Levar Ball. He 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 <laughs> on a he on a motherfucking roll right now, man. And I'm I'm loving every second of it. I can't lie to you one bit. It because it gets it, wait, wait, it 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 because only because it gets wilder every moment. You know, I it's like oh, it's one. It's one thing. It's like, hey, Levar Ball took his son out of school. Cool. Levar Ball took his other son, who who's in high school. You wait. Levar Ball takes his youngest son out of high school. Out of high school. 
Okay, he's getting homeschooled. Then his son, who gets the thing in China, comes back. He takes him out of college. All right, cool. Then his youngest son uncommits from UCLA from college. Okay, cool. Now he's thinking about sending them both overseas to play to further their career. I'm like, didn't one of them just get into some shit overseas? All right. And, like, not to go redundant with it, but I don't know where he's planning to go overseas because China is the biggest basketball market overseas. Um, unless he's trying to put his kids in the Middle East, good luck with that. Unless he's trying to take them to Barcelona, mm, they don't. They're all right. Barcelona yeah. FC Barcelona is actually a good basketball team. They they come in third, second. It's in not the about FIBA the championship. It's about so. the league. You feel me? Yeah, the team, league itself. Your it, team it, it, is it, good, but the, the league is trash. Like some of these basketball leagues cross overseas can't even compete with the G League. Sorry. No. Some of some some of them really can't. And that's way when you and when you see that it's like it's sad, but it's, it's just because of the level of competition. They don't have the average size of players. They don't run certain offenses. They're not built the way, and you know. And then another thing, they just play the game different. So a lot of that comes into factor. So as far as when you come look at it like that, I, I don't know how Levar Ball is going to pull this off. What y'all think about? What, yeah, like let's let's start it from there. Taking Leangelo out of school, putting Lamelo. Oh, t- taking Leandro, uh, you know the un- the youngest one to uncommit, and possibly going overseas. I where overseas do you even see them going? Because you know China's out the picture. Well, I mean, they might have to matter. Like, just, I think they're going to the Spanish league. Espanol. You could, yeah. There's so many different overseas. But first of all, the high school, the high school kid, well, the college kid that dropped out of UCLA. He His need, father withdrew. They all need work. Yeah, but they withdrew because they was going to punish them again. And and he, his father felt that he already, I'm the one who punished him. Like, you don't, UCLA don't have to do nothing. I already put that work in or whatever he did. I agree with so Lamar, he too. Took, I agree with him. Because, yeah, not, but they both need work. Like, he wasn't going to be no top. He wasn't going to be no first rounder, second rounder. You know what I mean? As is to this day, unless he put major work in in the 64. But other than that, they just, right now, he just regular regular ball heads. They not like the older brother. You know what I mean? They they need work. They need I'm sorry, work. the older brother is actually like the, the most trash out of them all. He, he like, he sucks. Lonzo Ball, he, he, we can't even say he's trash. It's just, his development didn't transition yet. Like, he, no, he's I'm, a good, he's wait, a wait. good ball player. At I'm UCLA, not going base. He was great. No, go 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 in. As at UCLA, he was great. He he was doing some good things. Granted, he ain't take him to the Final Four. You know, he ain't take him to the chip. But he was doing good things at UCLA. Like he showed his great potential. He got potential. He definitely do. But he gotta he gotta get into his own. And he's not gonna get into his own because he don't want to detach from his father. And that's like a downfall. It's a good thing and it's a downfall in itself. Because now you got to live your own life. You grown, my man. You got to make your own decisions. You got to sit here and actually put the work in on a team that wanna that that wanna keep you. Because this team went out to draft you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he don't have that aspect because his father's in his ear. Oh, nah, it's about big ball of brand. You got to stick with us. We 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 gonna rock this the right way. Nah, it's not that. Once he come into that, I right, look, Dad. You got me here. I'm repping big baller brand regardless. I got you. But these are my coaches. They're going to help me finish what you started. 
because what you're trying to teach me is not equivalent to the NBA. Like he's what he's trying to teach his kid is not the same as the NBA training method. It's not the farming system for the NBA. Like he does, he's doing a good job. Yeah, but you got to understand your farming method is different from the NBA farming method. But look, and if you want your kids to be in the pros, you got to accept their farming methods and I, let them do what they do. I, I say this. I say you make you make a good point, but when I when I bust down with far as far as Lavar, I agree with everything he's doing as far as taking his kids out of school, as far as the vision he has for his kids. And I'm not saying as far as looking at it from a father, as far as like say with the UCLA situation. If his son was supposed to be a one-and-done and this is what now, December, and he has not touched a basketball court or even allowed to be in any type of basketball-affiliated programs or anything with the team or even around the team, there's no point in you being there. Excuse me. Let's really be honest. So you feel me? So the whole one-and-done, you know, that's hurting That's hurting his, his draft stock. Either way, it hurts his draft stock. He got he got. All right, that GoFundMe is about to go up again. Continue, priority. <laughs> nah, I'm just gonna say they was. He was only gonna um. They was UCLA was gonna suspend him for like maybe a month. Then in January they was gonna bring him back. Yeah, but then now even if the suspension didn't even go through, let's just look at it like this. From the video clip that I've seen, and when I say he's the um Lonzo's the worst as far as out of all of them, is that I actually watch these guys on YouTube and these clips and you know in the gym or whatnot. All I see from Jello is that he's a dunker. You know, he he's good with the putbacks. He could drive to the lane, find an open spot, and just dunk. But you know, when you're playing against amateurs, that's what that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. I'm honestly, right. you know, I don't really look at it anything more than that. But when I look at Melo, Melo is the guy that kind of is like standing out to me. And actually, I find like, and not, and and it's crazy. Until I always heard, like, say on ESPN or everyone say that Melo, the youngest one, is the one that they're all looking at or the one that the, the pros or the schools really want because Jello just got overlooked and Lonzo, you know, he just made it there off his good play. But I, I, I hate to agree with them. Melo, is a, he's, a, he's well versatile. He has handles. He can shoot. He drives to the rack. He has a finger roll. He has a little dream shake. I don't wait. I don't even want to overhype him. I'm actually. I just feel like wow when I watch him play and to see like wait if Lonzo is the standard is the pro standard, Melo's about to come in there and kill him. I just don't know where Jello fits in because he doesn't have a shot. He doesn't really dribble, and the shot that he have is terrible, terrible. Yeah, but he posted that that all comes. You can't just. Take him how he is now. He's got like four years left. Yeah, you know the thing is, is that when you look at that development, you know the development in that early process is that, like even say as far as look at Kobe and KG and like they came straight out of high school into the pros and they and they were already and they were ready. Like granted, I don't want to say they were contributing at a high level, but they were at least participating, at least bringing their team. Nah, he or, wasn't. He the bench the first couple of years. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, they 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 still were able to contribute when they were you get when they were thrown into the mix. You feel me? But then again, like that bench riding does, and that veteran, you know, that tutelage does come. That plays a major factor. Like, well, we're speaking to two different generations, though. You right. gotta remember when Kobe and KG came drop, into the league. You can't just can't drop out like that and just. Jump I didn't back drop in. out. I put my phone on mute. <laughs> I was eating, so I had to put my phone on me. Go fund me up already, early. Yeah, man. Listen, you got <laughs> listen, listen. 
we talk about two different, you know, generations though. When Kobe and KG came in out of high school, they had Hall of Famers already on their on their team. So they going to bench rod. Right. You know, now nowadays when you get drafted and if you're a hot draft draft pick, nine times out of ten, you're starting out of the gate. <laughs> like you you're gonna be a a key piece right there. You, it's not, oh, right, you're going to sit on the bench for a year or two. But that's what a lottery pick nah. is, man. Like the, like the term has evolved over the years. But when we look at some of these players, like say the, the like a real lottery pick, like a Kyrie Irving, a Ben Simmons, a, a Blake Griffin, like these guys are like the real deal. You know, when they mm-hmm. play, they actually change the atmosphere of the team, the economy of the team, and let, you know, and like, and it's one thing, I'm not going to lie to you, until Blake Griffin came there, yo, my whole life the Clippers were ass. I'm they not going to Wait, when Lamar Odom was there, they were ass. Like, when yeah. I forgot who else they had with, um, with their all-star player. Damn. Baron Davis. Oh, my goodness. No, they had someone before Baron Davis. But they um, but point is, like, the Clippers always been ass. Blake Griffin, and that whole, they changed the logo, they get DJ, they make some moves, they get CP3, and now they're a contender. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, and, and, and it's like, I see how, like, in a lottery pick, like, look at Ben Simmons, look at Joel Embiid. There, they, wait, they both came in off of injury and changed the game. Porzingis, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just like, those players are supposed to do that, at least when I look at it. That's what they're investing. You know, it was worth that season of suffering. And, you know, and that's what I expect. Yeah. And that's what I expect on the comeback when I see these players out there and I want to see them perform. And, you know, I don't find, I don't even think that's a lot to ask for. But when you look at it, for say, as far as with the Ball brothers, I don't see any of them except maybe Jip Mello coming out and probably putting something together. Lonzo, I think even after this year, he'll be a he'll be a better seasoned player getting okay. this first year in. Getting this first year in, yeah, he shot horrible. You know, he missed free throws because he he doing shit that I don't think no no rookie has ever really done. Like he's shooting like forty six percent from the free throw line, like as a he's point a guard, like yeah, as a definitely. point guard. Like I never heard a rookie point guard shoot under seventy percent from the free throw line. Like he's shooting forty six something percent it's from the free throw right, line. Man. I'm like not, I'm like so, let me keep it a hundred. Like we're only going in that hard or at least the ones that are is because of his dad, man. Like I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like I'm not changing my I'm not changing my stance on rookies because Alonzo. I've been saying it for years and I'm gonna keep saying it. Rookies, they come into the league, they don't know how to shoot. They can't shoot. I honestly feel that extra year or probably two, three years in college could benefit them under a good system because all of them come out shooting forty percent. Like, like it doesn't matter how good even Ben Simmons he can't shoot as good as he is right now, or or Joel Embiid they're all getting paint points, you know. So nothing wrong. Joel with that. Embiid ain't getting paint points. <laughs> he getting three pointers, mid range. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's doing shit. Uh, he's considered a rookie, so he's doing shit. He's not he's not uh, hitting twelve to fifteen footers all game. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, not all game. No, not all game. But that's, that's what where I'm. That's, but that's what I'm saying. Games come in. 
I'm saying, but like someone like Pau Gasol, he could eat from the 15-footer. I saw him in Chicago eat from 12 to 15 feet consecutively in games, and teams couldn't stop it. I see them run that play back. Joel Embiid is doing that, though. He's doing that now. Joel Embiid is doing that now. If that's what we sit here talking about, no, yeah, they not. give yeah, him that shot, he's not, taking it. He's taking he's it, taking yes, it. but he's not making, he's making it all it. the time. Oh, here you go. You're drinking the Kool-Aid, about brother. a veteran versus a uh, right, uh, head. Come on, man. Yeah, 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 this was this, he's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's drinking the Kool-Aid. Not drinking no Kool-Aid. <laughs> I mean, it was nice, but you you talking about Gasol hitting 12 to 15. It took him years to develop that. You get what I'm saying? Like that and didn't yeah, come consistently. overnight. Yeah. yeah consistently, but, hell yeah. Joel Embiid is not doing that now. Even with consistent now. looks. But if you put a B in, in 10 years with Gas with Gasol at after Gasol played with Kobe and all these other legends, and B, come on, that's like saying Anthony, Anthony Davis is not gonna be like the next LeBron, yeah. just because he's at this point in his career, like you see I, the rock. I, 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 I don't, I, I don't see, think he will. He be the next I LeBron, see, but I'll I see say ben this Simmons though: he had the same issue when he came into the league. He couldn't shoot. Wait, as good yeah, as nah. he is now, let's rewind <laughs> with five, six years. He couldn't shoot. They was talking about his form. They're talking, bro. It's, it's it's a common thing, bro. These rookies can't shoot. They stated they're not there long enough to shoot. And if you think about it, when they're shooting, I think they're playing on the small. It, wait, the college court isn't regulated to NBA size, is it? It's still like WNBA, no. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah smaller. So uh, yeah, so they're not. So those shots is like yeah, they're not. That's a lot of that stuff don't even really matter, man. I'm going to be honest, like the one, and that's why the ones that could come straight out of college and help a, a change a team like immediately are special because the college game is so different. I'm sorry, like even watching it, even like even through the, through the dance, it's even hard for me to watch, man. Like the that's game like is watching just so KD. Like KD is a special one. LeBron is special. Hey, you got the special people. We, I, I get what you're saying now. You got the special guards that's coming out of college that can – this ultimately, regardless, they're going to change the dynamics of the team. So, yeah, the rookies nowadays, nah, they, they're not like that. Well, this class, nah, no one in this class has, has done that. Like, you no, know, for... wait, 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 we can't say that because Donovan Mitchell on the Utah Jazz has changed the Jazz. Granted, uh, they were starting to be a good team last year, but him at that three position, him at that three position now, he's averaging 18 points a game. I think 6.7 rebounds, at least three assists, two steals, at least a block a game. And that's consistent. And he's putting up numbers. He put up a career high 40 points a couple games ago. Oh, no, yeah. He's he just put up he just put up 31 points against Russell Westbrook in the Thunder. Like, wait, the, he's the, doing wait, shit that. Wait, Mellow sweet, Mellow done. No, that's well, we're, not, we're not talking about Mellow. We said Russell Westbrook in the Thunder. You oh, no, right? but that's Russell my segue Westbrook to him being thunder. done. <laughs> that's, that's that's my segue to like because I'm gonna be straight with you as a Nick fan, as a New we York Knickerbocker. We already knew. No, nah, I was on that Stay Mellow wave. I was on that Stay Mellow wave. He was getting that 23, like, 23 yeah, was, and eight. You feel me? I was like, nah, he still got juice in the tank. But looking nah. at him in OKC, he proves everything. He everything Phil Jackson said was right. I'm sorry, as a Nick fan. I'm probably one of the few that's like, yo, Phil, everything Phil was doing was correct. It was just the fact that the the system wanted Melo, and then at the end, Melo wanted out. And I'm like, damn, y'all should have just kept Phil. 
Melo did not want out. They did. did. They got rid of Phil, and he still wanted to leave. Think about it. Phil was gone top of the summer. The whole summer he was there building. He had the chance to stay. He wanted out before training camp. But you got to understand, Phil wasn't the coach. Phil dictated to everybody what, you know, what he wanted or what he wanted the team to go. So everybody else was doing what Phil said. So and Phil had if, the right plans. If your if your owner of your team or your GM or whatever was saying, "Yo, Melo's not a good fit for this triangle," you know, what I mean, he he's not a a pass first player, and then the coach says it, and then your trainer says it, and then such and such say it, then it don't matter if you cut the head off, you still gonna be like, "Yo, I'm out." It's just ain't the right situation for me. Not what I want to be out. You're you're right, but then again, it's like when you look at it, that the, everything you said was what it was. But then when you look at how he left, it's like the Knicks are doing better, OKC is doing worse, and everything Phil Jackson did on his way to build that team is coming to fruition. Jeff Hornacek doesn't look like a freaking scrub right now. Like, let's really be honest. Jeff Hornacek was there coaching him last year, and they was talking about cooking him after one year. They're like they're losing too many games. They're losing too many close games. Now the same coach playing with a completely different core, almost uh, with a definitely minus Mello, and they're closing out some of these close games. They have more blowouts in their first twenty games than they had in their last five years. No, no, I, I get it, but you don't count that to uh, just uh, learning, learning your team, getting new players, being able to implement what you want to implement, and not what somebody else want to implement. No, I, I bank, I bank all that joint on Melo and Phil Jackson being right. A lot of that, and it's crazy because until you see, until I see Melo on another team, that same wait, put it like this: OKC was a playoff contending team last year with just Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Westbrook, um, Oladipo, Robinson, and uh, I forgot his name. You know, they barely, they didn't have the firepower they had now, and they were a freaking playoff team. You have Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, and this shit is not working out. The weak link is, link is Carmelo out. Anthony. Wait, that, and I'm sorry. It. And I, hate, and I hate to say that it's Carmelo because Carmelo does nothing for you on defense. You feel me? And then Carmelo, his only thing is a shooter. He can st- he's a hell it's of not, a scorer, but he, that's his only thing. He, he can't even do that now because he's shooting a terrible percentage. I think he's shooting the worst percentage since he came into the league. But you got to understand, like, he has to acquiesce to freaking Russell Westbrook. It's no longer – when he was on the Knicks, he had the ball. He, he could pull it up court, and he decided when the ball stopped. Just like Priority said, he gets the ball. He decided if it stops here or if it keeps moving. On OKC, Russell Westbrook decides that. You feel me? Melo might not touch the ball for the last two seconds in a possession. You get what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah. that's how it's going now. So but, if it's a bad shot, that that's you, the shot no, 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 you get. No, no. You got to make it. But that, that, but that should make you a, a better sh- a, a better shooter. He should be shooting at a high percentage playing with Russell Westbrook. Now, no, he just should, like what you are you talking said, about? You, what you, what, what a, basketball are you check, watching? Check me. Check me. Check me. <laughs> listen to this. Because he's playing with Russell Westbrook, right? Russell Westbrook last year with nobody, no help, because everybody said they ain't had no help, with no help, got people who didn't deserve to shoot the ball no, shooting didn't. high percentages, no, shooting good percentages. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. didn't have a freaking double. breakout year, bro. What are you talking about? No, he had a breakout year, but he had good Robertson games. Robertson didn't now, have talking, a breakout now, year? We're talking. Steven Adams listen, didn't make no all-star if game. If you listen, 
If you listen, Bro, I listen to you. exactly what you said. Listen, you're not going to no, come in here with I'm this freaking now. OKC bias. No. Playing if with, you're watching no, the games OKC like bias. we're watching the games, watching you're going to start game. talking like you got sense. You're not going to start talking some blasphemy, If you listen bruh. to my shit, then you'll, you'll get exactly what I'm trying to say right now. Playing with Russell Westbrook, with him dictating the pace, you should shoot a high percentage because he draws most of the attention. Because Melo just shoots. He stay in one spot. The ball don't see him go nowhere. When not he get true, it, it's either he man. shoot not or he true. jabs. He does not go to the He does not drive. He jab steps, takes his shot. He takes – he sit here, he posts you up, he hits his turnaround feed. That's what Melo do. He did that in New York. The only difference is he brought the ball up and was doing that shit. See, now he's not four. bringing he's the ball up, and he's doing the same first thing. Off. He's playing a different position from the rip. You get what I'm saying? Russell Westbrook is the offense. All right. Exactly. Let's look at this as, as, let's look at, this as a realistic team. Right? Let's play fantasy right? GM. The team offenses run through Westbrook. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. It's the only person touching the ball, bringing it up. That's the only person initiation offense who passed the line. All right. Then from there, we decide what we do. And then Paul George is the number two option. I'm sorry. Exactly. Paul George yeah. is more is more versatile. He has more tools in his box. And he's a two-way player as far as defense goes. But that's not what we're looking for on the offensive line. But he's just a better overall player. Now, when it comes to Melo, he's undersized at his position. So he might be getting a worse workout depending what team he's playing then on top of that he's only he's let's really think of, he's the third option it's not it's not because we said he's the third option that's how they're treating him out there and as the third option you need to be the third option so if you need to get your Kyle Corver on pull up and spot up in a in the corner get your Kyle Corver on but don't be out here freaking bringing the team down and plaguing them with your freaking stopping the ball I need my shots BS bro no if you need to come off the bench you need to come off the bench and like what Phil Jackson said back to the original point he's devalued him because he is devalued in his own self we've seen the Knicks you get what I'm saying? The one good year he had is when he had a quality point guard, Jason Kidd. And what did he do? Move the ball, help initiate the offense. They had quality players on there, veterans. And they, what, won 54 games? We ain't seen that yet. They got Woody fired, and now look at Jason Kidd. He's coaching the team into the playoffs. You know, like, it, this, this, this is what we're looking at, what we have from, from what um, – from Carmelo. He doesn't leave. He's bringing a, that stigma with him everywhere, man. And like OKC, and they're struggling right now. They're going to keep struggling. I'm sorry. They got to break that joint up. And I'm not saying this, and I'm glad that we got it on wax. No, wait, wait. And I'm glad we got it on wax before the season started because uh, you know how these ESPN reports, no, I've been said that. And wait, and it's funny because I heard somebody say exactly what I said freaking two and three months ago on their freaking ESPN show. We said it on here first. It's that all three of them are used to being stars of their own team. And that's what I yeah. said, and, you know, and when TG was here on the cast, he was like, nah, I think they could play. No, it's, it's different with freaking when, when, when um, the big three came together. Even though that freaking uh, LeBron, Jam LeBron James was a different force, Dwayne Wade already won some chips, and freaking um, Chris Bosh, you know, he wanted out. He wanted, to be, he wanted to win. He didn't want to be in Canada no more. And, you know, there's, there's factors there. He wanted to be in Miami. He's still living in Miami. Fuck Canada. He didn't want to be, not fuck Canada. Canada's beautiful. I take <laughs> but the point but the point to be said is is that when you look at it it's like yo paul george could still be a star of a team right now 
Russell, Russell Westbrook, he's running. That is his team. And Melo could go out and still be a star of it. Well, I don't know after this year, but you know, depending on where even he before went, this, he was even before this, even before this season, he wasn't gonna go to no other team and be a star. He wasn't just no. because of what they looked at last year. Like last year was no, it was it, you're not about to get max deal contract. No matter where you go, I don't even think even if he wouldn't have never came to the Thunder, he wouldn't have never he'd have went somewhere else and they'd have got the same probably deal that he got right now, two years minimum. All right, we're gonna pay you Who? this much money, Melo, because nah, he's not no valued like that. Wait, no you had to waive his trade comp. Wait, no, 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 you got. I'm sorry, yeah, we got we got to break it down. That he had to open up his waive his no trade clause, get that 15 percent kicker, and they had to pay him out for the next two years. Now, granted, yeah. he might have said they might have worked something with the 15 percent kicker, so he doesn't because that 15 percent kicker brings him to like 30 something now, 30 30 something million a year. So he probably waived the 30 15 percent kicker. He's probably getting 26, but he's getting his 26 for the next two years. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So he didn't get like there. He's still under contract. Now, at the end of contract, that's what makes this so important for him in OKC. That after this running OKC, whether they wait, he better not get traded. Like wait, I'll tell you this He's right now. He's not gonna get kept. Wait, if Carmelo gets traded, like everything Phil Jackson said, just come just proves this point even more. Cause think about it, you just went, you were you refused to be in the Knicks because whatever the case is, Phil Jackson told told the public what it is. You go to OKC now, OKC trades you because they no longer want you, and they don't want to pay you because they're not going to give you a supermax. Let's really think nope. about it. He's not even eligible for a supermax there. But even if if he was, they're not. He's not going to get it. I don't even think he's going to anything get anything remotely close to a max. You know, no, he's he going to get a, a veterans minimum or two year for sixteen million. He's not going to play for that. the veterans minimum. Carmelo's not. Playing okay, for well, he's going to get a two year deal with sixteen million at best. That's he's all like, he's worth. He's like thirty three. No, he's still got another five years in his tank, man. He's still getting. A two-year deal, sixteen at best, because he cannot prove to anybody that he's worth more money than that. And ain't nobody gonna say and spend no money unless it's some bum ass team like the Utah fucking Utah Jazz uh, pay. Utah uh, Jazz pay. Him. No, they won't. No, they won't. Will. No, they won't. Small no, they market. Won't. No, they won't. They'll pay you want to know why? Small small, listen, they small market and all, but they still got a young core that they'll sit here and rather take that but young core no, because that young core took you're them not, to the You're not looking at year. it from the business okay. standpoint, though. They business, will take him. Business they, standpoint, he is not The biggest name they've had business in the last standpoint. 15 years was Gordon Haywood. That Let's does really not mean shit, but now they got Rudy Gobert now. Stop it, Rudy Gobert now, who's doing some job. Priority, you see who I'm doing the show with? Did his, did his, his service went out? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, whoever. Somebody was listening to the the BS he was just talking. Pyre, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you, you had to entertain this with him, bro. He doesn't normally talk this crazy. You know, he doesn't normally <laughs> talk this crazy. I, I, I promise you that. But, you know, um, we're going to close it in from there because, you know, we had a close good two, three, and a three hour run. It's about to be one. We appreciate you coming out, man, and holding it down. Shout out to Dre, man. Um, the GoFundMe will be up for his service. We're gonna try to get him <laughs> a local and domestic um service right now because he needs something. Because you know, I I don't I don't know why he keeps going in and out like this, but hopefully something local will get him, you know, up and running. But we'd like to give a big shout for DJ Priority for coming along. 
doing the interview, staying with us, joining as a co-host for the Smokecast. And we appreciate that. This will be out and distributed in pieces throughout the week. So please um, subscribe, like, let us know that you're real. If you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to get Priority back on for more, please let us know. And, um, you know, drop a comment, especially on the Young Thug debate. But outside of that, gentlemen, we appreciate <laughs> everyone for being a part of this. And take care. Good night. And we'll see you out for the next one. Smokecast, we out. Bye.